Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Hello, this is your pastor, Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today I have another exciting message, and you may want to buckle your seatbelts up on this one. This one is entitled, Destructive Behavior. Well, the title says it all, Destructive Behavior. You know, sometimes while we're driving down the road of life, we get a flat tire, uh, which is not bad, but what if we're causing the flat tires? What if we're causing the potholes? Most of us blame the devil, but truth of the matter is, sometimes it's just you. Today we'll be talking from the subject of destructive behaviors, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Destructive behaviors. Destructive behaviors. There are behaviors or or there are some actions that we can perform and do as Christians that can hold up, hinder, or simply dam up your blessings. And you can be waiting for God to move in a certain area and wonder why it hasn't come. And this is the word that the Lord t- gives me to give you. And this, the reason why, is because of destructive behaviors. Now, let's go in the Bible here to the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter. It is the Father's goodwill. It is his good pleasure, the Lord Jesus says, to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give you the resources that are within the kingdom of God. He wants you to be blessed above measure. He wants you to flow in abundance and have the goodly things. He wants you to have it. The Lord Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So it is the Father's plan. It is his will to prosper you. It is his will that you would be in peace and prosper. It is his will that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. It is the Father's will for us to be examples uh, in these last days, God wants to use you so mightily. Uh, heaven is counting on you. The body of Christ is counting on you. And I'm telling you, you do have a purpose. There is meaning to your life and to existence and existence. And uh, God is calling on you. Now, I need to tell you about a little story, first of all. Uh, a lady had a dream. And in her dream, uh, her children were out back playing by the swimming pool, just having a good old time. And a white tiger came out of the woods and was slowly coming toward the children, just beginning to stalk the children. Well, the children thought it was something from the zoo. They began to smile and slowly go toward the animal as if they wanted to pet them. 
Well, the mother comes out of the glass sliding door heading out to the pool and sees the animal, sees the expression on the animal's face, and sees that the animal is coming in slowly, coming to devour. And she sees also the expression on her children's face. And she beckons the children. She tells them very softly under her breath. She says, get in the house now. Come in the house now. Well, the children keep on laughing. They get louder and the danger gets closer and closer. And she tells them, get in the house now. Come in the house now. There's danger. There's danger. Get in the house. The story ends well, it will continue, but that word continues with us. Because the Father has called me tonight to beckon to you and to warn you of danger that is now upon us. Danger of that white tiger. There are, the white tiger is symbolic of dangerous behaviors. Uh, things that we are playing with as if it is some creature from the zoo. And we're playing with it, but it has no intention of playing with you. Its sole purpose is to devour you, to destroy you. And we look at it as if it is a toy. In the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, we're going to start here actually at verse number Uh, Verse number 12, Matthew 7 and 12. Again, it is God's good pleasure to give you the blessing. Now, before we go to Matthew, the word of God declares that as the enemy, even your foes, as he comes upon you, he will stumble and fall. Why is that? Because we have been protected. uh, Because God's angels encamp about us. But understand something. The Lord also showed me this. And I pray you take heed to this. He showed me that even as the blessings of God can come to you, if we have destructive behaviors, there is another aura of demons that surround us, and they will cause the blessing of God to stumble and fall before it even gets to you. Matthew 7. I'm telling you, Matthew 7, verse number 12. It says, therefore, all things whatsoever ye would do that, rather, let me start again. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even to them. For this is the law and the prophets. That's the golden rule, isn't it? Whatever you want men to do to you, well, then that is what you do to them. Now, let me give you some keys. I want to give you five keys or or six keys of wisdom. And then we're going to go uh, forward into this. We're just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit tonight, which is always my endeavor. Five keys of wisdom. First of all, understand this. This is key number one. You are not held accountable by heaven By God Almighty, the righteous judge, you are not held accountable or responsible for the way others may treat you. But you are held accountable, 
held responsible for the way you react. Let me say that again. You are not accountable. You are not held accountable by heaven nor by God, the righteous judge. You are not held accountable or responsible for the way others treat you. But you are held accountable or responsible for the way you react. The Bible declares in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 21, Romans 12, 21, it says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, Jesus, your king, your high priest, your Lord and savior is saying unto you tonight that you must begin to overcome the evil with good. If your enemy thirst, give him drink. Do good to those that are using you. Pray for those that are coming against you. He did not tell us to react with fire against fire. And if you react with fire against fire, hatred against hatred, railing against railing, abuse uh, against abuse, if you're reacting in that way, you are having what we call destructive behaviors. And actually, to tell the truth about it, you are inviting Satan and demonic powers into your life. When you are in blatant disobedience to the word of God, you open the door for Satan, demon, all kinds of wickedness to enter into your life. When you react with the same vile substance of the enemy then you are inviting those things in and you are hemming up or holding up or hindering the blessing of God from flowing in your life. Key number one. Key number two is our temperament must be like that of a of a thermos. I brought out an example for you to see. I'm not sure whose this is, but I hope you don't mind me using it for a minute. Our temperament must be like that of a thermist. Hear me, saints of the Most High God. Because God is talking to a a remnant tonight because he knows those who have an ear to hear. And if you can hear the frequency, the sound of the Holy Spirit that is blowing and that is running or sounding like a rushing mighty wind, if you are blessed enough to hear the sound of the Spirit of God, then understand that God is about to and is even now empowering you and his angels the angelic forces are now going to war on your behalf and pushing back demonic powers so that the blessing of God can flow to you I'm telling you what's happening now it's just not a man with a microphone that's just speaking over the pulpit the Holy Spirit is ushering out his word and where the word of God is spoken I'm telling you changes will come about I'm telling you, saints of God, I'm telling you, all you've got to do is line up with what the Lord is saying. You must line up with what the Lord is saying. You see, in the beginning, the Lord showed me this. In the beginning of our lives, when we first gave, when some of you first gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you saw a tremendous amount of change. You stopped doing this, and you stopped doing that, and you were good. But then after a while, you began to get into a rut, and the growth process stopped. 
and your and the carnality began to come upon you again. Your carnal ways, your flesh began to come up again, but you did not arrest it. You let it continue to stay in. And now there are so many things in your life that you are not coming against, but you are allowing it to be there. And it's not threatened. It's not challenged. It's like a big old ugly demon that's sitting beside you. And everything that comes in, he will devour because that's his job, because that's what you've allowed him to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Oh, Lord. Thermostat. The thermist. The body of Christ. Each member, you, are meant to be like a thermist. That is, in the summertime, liquids will stay cool. In the wintertime, liquids will stay warm. Thermostat. You are not meant to react with the external forces. When they come to you acting like a fool, you shouldn't get like a fool to them. Don't look for people to treat you with respect. But you respect them. Why? Because that's what your God told you to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? If you're looking, if you're looking for demons to act like angels, you're on the wrong planet. Because there are, there is a spirit launched against the body of Christ. And these spirits are not going to treat you nice. And if the only time you're going to act nice is when somebody else treats you nice, you're going to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And you just can't wait for somebody to be good to you before you be good to them. That's not Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I hope you are hearing what we're saying to you. Because the Lord called you to be salt and light. Salt and light, salt and light. You're the ones who are supposed to, you're the ones who are going to carry the glory of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the redeemed of God. You are. You can't expect others to treat you like you, like you miss all or mister all of that. But you do have an assignment to love them and to show them the love of Christ. Don't wait until they treat you nice before you treat them nice. That's not what he called you to do. I hope you're hearing tonight. You're supposed to be, and you are, like a thermostat. Or like a thermos, rather. You stay cool under pressure. You stay warm under coldness. Everybody's maybe cold as ice, but you're warm-hearted. You're a believer. We focus after the model of Jesus Christ. He is the person we're modeling after, not after flesh. If you're merely trying to be better than the next person, you missed it. You've missed it. If your confession is, well, at least I'm not like him, at least I'm not like her, you've missed it. Our model is Christ. That's why they call us Christians, Christ-like. He's our model. Are you understanding what we're saying tonight? Because as the word of God is going forth, I tell you, there is spiritual warfare that is going on in this camp even right now. I hear and understand that there are witches, that there is witchcraft aimed against this ministry. And some of us are allowing these demons to operate. Now, 
We spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time, some of you spend a lot of time binding those devils up. Bind, I bind you devil, I bind you devil, I bind you devil, I bind you devil. And if everybody is binding them up, well, why is he still in here? Somebody got to be loosening them through a hellish attitude, through hellish actions. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The Lord called us to be a church of love and acceptance. And unfortunately, or fortunately, should I say, I don't know, sometimes the only way you're going to have peace is through confrontation. The Lord Jesus said, I came not to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. Sometimes it will require the sword in order, in order for peace to come about. I love all of you tonight, but Jesus loves you more. And he's come to give you this word. Destructive behaviors will not give you access into the kingdom of God. Will not give you access into the blessings that are in this life. We may hide it or, or some may hide it or you may hide it from the masses. But the Lord said, I have seen it all. And I've desired greater things for you. But because, you're, uh, because your behaviors are destructive, you are causing the blessing to stumble. I've desired to take you to higher places. But if you would get there right now, you would stumble and cause many to fall. I hope you're hearing the word of God tonight. You're supposed to be. And you are like a thermist. The third key as we mentioned a moment ago, treat others consistently the way you want to be treated. Say with me, I will treat others consistently the way I want to be treated by the Holy Spirit. Because you're going to need him to do that. You understand that. Remember, today you are sowing seeds for a harvest tomorrow. If you wait on somebody to treat you nice so that you can treat them nice, then what, are, then what you're going to do daily is sow horrible seeds, which you will harvest tomorrow. If we are always terrible to each other, you are planting and planting and planting and planting, and you will eat. The Bible declares, be not deceived. In the book of James, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. You will reap it. And what I'm trying to do tonight by the Spirit of God is cut off, cut off those harvest years. God wants you to receive good things in your life and not evil. But if you continually plant evil, you're going to have evil. And there's nothing that anybody can do about it. You come before the altar every week. Oh, pray for me. Oh, pray for me. Every month, oh, pray for me. All this evil is going on in my life. It's because you have spent years in sowing it. And you're going to reap it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Key number four. You, you do well to learn this. You do very well to learn this. The book of Luke 6.38. You don't have to get it or you, some of you quote it. It says give. Well, matter of fact, let's go ahead and get it anyway. Thank you, Lord. Let's get it. Go to the book of Luke, the sixth chapter. Go quickly. The book of Luke, the sixth chapter. 
See, God wants you to be marvelously blessed. Marvelously blessed. Marvelously blessed. But the blessing is tripped up before it can get to you. Luke 6.38, I want you to see this. It says, give. Let's read it together. Let's read it slowly. Ready? Let's read. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men. Stop. Shall who? Shall who? Shall who? Shall who? Shall men give unto your bosom. For the same measure you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. When it's time for you to be blessed, God's going to use somebody. Understand something. When it's time for you to be blessed, he's going to call somebody to write that check. He's going to call somebody to hire you, somebody to promote you. Somebody's going to have to give you the pink slip to the car. Somebody's going to have to give you the house. Somebody is going to have to do something for you. Some man, some woman, man, man with a wound, somebody is going to do it. It will not be an angel. It will not be uh, any of these heavenly forces. God will use a man or a woman to bring the blessing to you. Now. That being said, there is a human factor to receiving blessings. There's a godly factor, and then there's a human factor. Now, understand something. As a general rule, you bless those that you feel comfortable with. Yes, you do. As a general rule, you bless those, you reach in your pocket, and you give to those, you do things for people that you feel comfortable with, as a general rule, don't you? And the reciprocal of that is also true, or the reverse of that, that people will also give to you when they are comfortable with you. So if we go around acting with all kind of demonic behaviors... And if God had told them to give to you, surely they will eventually, but first they've got to get through your bad example. So they're at home struggling. You want me to give this to them, God? I don't understand. You want me to give this to them? They also this, that, that. You don't know how they act, God. You want me to do this? You want me to do that? No, you can't want me to do that, God. Then they got to go tell somebody. What do you think? Should I give them? Should I give this? Should I give this? Also, your blessing has been delayed. It has been delayed. And a lot of you, your blessing has been delayed because somebody, because the blessing over there is fumbling at your doorstep. Oh, I'm just telling you exactly like it is right now at this moment. The blessing has been fumbled at the door because of bad behavior, because of bad character. I'm telling you. Number five, keeping bad company will never produce good results. The folk you are hanging around, and we said it before, people are like elevators. They'll either bring you down, good ones will take you up, and other ones will keep you stuck on the same floor. I guarantee you that. You get on the wrong elevator with the wrong people, and I don't know where you're going. 
Are you hearing what we're saying? And we think we all cutesy because we want another friend. We don't want to be alone. Meanwhile, they press, they press the basement button and you're going down. And your life will suffer. Just ask the prophet Jonah. And the rather those people that were on the boat, they suffered because of Jonah. They suffered because of him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? In 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, he said, don't be. Now, this is out of the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 33. It says, don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, you know the difference between being with somebody and you're just there to witness to them. There's a difference between that. You're telling them about Jesus and you're going about your business. There's another thing. You're going over there and you're drinking 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s with them. And you're getting drunk up and geeked up with them. Or you're sitting around and you're talking about different people. You're gossiping in the back room, the bedroom, all the way around town. There is a difference. Your bad company will corrupt your good character. I guarantee you. If you want to be good, you better hang around some folk that are good. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Number six. And then we get back into Matthew for the last few moments that we have here tonight. Submit to the spirit and reject the works of the flesh. You got to kill the wolf. Submit to the spirit and reject the works of the flesh. You got to kill the wolf. What am I talking about? Let's go back to Matthew, the seventh chapter. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Lord is really blessing y'all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you now, if you could hear the swords clanging in the spirit, if you, if you could see the warfare. Back in Matthew, the seventh chapter. It says again in verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Do we understand that? Don't wait for someone else to treat you nice before you treat them nice. Don't wait for someone else to be kind to you before you are kind to them. Don't wait. You understand what we're saying to you? I'm telling you, there will be people in hell still waiting. Don't wait, initiate. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, don't wait, initiate. You make it happen. That's why God called you there. You make it happen. Are you with me? Verse 13. He continues in the same flow, the Lord Jesus here. He says, enter ye at the straight gate. Enter the straight gate. That is that the word straight means narrow. Enter at the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go therein. Verse 14. Because straight or narrow is the gate and narrow is the way which leads leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Why is there few? Because too many of us, too many of us. Too many of us human beings want to focus in on what feels good. And what feels good is not always good for you. 
Are you with me? It's a narrow way. It's a narrow way. Narrow means there's some things that you're going to have to take off. You're going to have to crucify the flesh. That is, you're going to have to let the Lord have his way in you. It's, going to, it's not going to feel good when you are nice to somebody that is hateful to you. That's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel good when they're in your face cursing, but you say, God bless you, baby. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. It's not going to feel good, but it is right. Are you hearing what we're saying? Let's go on. Verse 15. It says, beware of false prophets. Oh, thank you, Lord. Some of you are going to be tested in this before you leave this building and before Sunday rolls around. And after every test, there will be promotion. The Lord said, I I hear that, Lord. The Lord said judgment will begin in the house of God. Judgment begins. But we often see judgment in a negative context, meaning that we think that God's going to strike down everybody, going to kill everybody. Judgment begins in the house of God. No, no, you misunderstand. You see, because before promotion can come, judgment must come. In other words, it's time for your review. Will Will you be receiving a promotion or raise, or will you be passed over again? So when the Lord said it's time for judgment in his house, that means it's time for review. Are you worthy of the next promotion? Are you worthy of the next thing that God wants to give you? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So judgment is happening. And we got to get ourselves straightened up, get this stuff together. But we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because you're going to have to cry out to the Lord to get you straightened out. And listen, it is that crying out that will actually promote you. It is when we are rejecting the things of the world and accepting what God's saying, even though we may still have some wrong actions, but we are crying out to God from our inward spirit, from our heart. We're crying out to him for change. It is that change, it is that cry that God will hear and he will reach down and rescue you. You will not be able to do all the works or any of the works really by yourself. You're going to have to have the Holy Spirit. And that means you're going to have to pray and Seek the face of God like never before to help you. Somebody cry, Lord, change me. Oh, you ain't got it yet. Mm. Somebody say, Lord, change me. Because it's going to take you saying that to make it through. Are you understanding what we're saying to you? Look at verse number 15. It says, beware of false prophets. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. It says, ye shall know them by their fruits, for men gather, he said, uh, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, it is cut or is cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, if uh, wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. 
Now, we spend just a few moments here because uh, verse 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 are all talking about verse 15. All talking about verse 15. When Pastor Charles came back for his vacation, the Lord spoke that wolves in sheep's clothing. And it resounded in my spirit. And the Lord began to continue to deal with me about this. He says, beware of false prophets. Prophets are teachers. Those that simply lead others. And I hope you understand that all of you are leaders in one way or another. You can lead others to the Lord by your good example. You can lead others from the Lord by your bad example. All of us are leaders. He says, beware of these false prophets or these false leaders or false teachers or false preachers. Beware of these which come to you in sheep's clothing. Now, I've never seen a sheep, a literal sheep, barn animal sheep, have on a coat and a hat before. I've never seen it. Maybe on some cartoon somewhere, but I've never seen it in reality. Sheep don't naturally wear a coat and a hat. So when you see, when you think about a wolf in sheep's clothing, that means that some sheep had to be killed and gutted, and the wolf has now, uh, now wearing the sheep's skin like a coat. I hear, I hope you hear what I'm saying to you. The only way that a wolf can wear a sheep's skin is if the wolf, the wolf has to get in the skin some kind of way. Now we look at this how it really is today in the spirit. Demons don't gut people. Hear me what I'm saying. Bad people, I mean we may see it in a movie somewhere where somebody, I'm not going to go there. And they take their skin and then they wear their skin. Now, that's an ugly, nasty thing that happens in movies. But that's not what he's saying here. You hear what I'm saying? What this is talking about is that someone that may have given their lives to the Lord, may have, and they'll shout and they'll jump and they'll scream and they'll say, Amen, Amen, Amen. They may pay their tithes, they may give in their offerings, and maybe the first one to show up and the last one to leave. They will have the external appearance of a sheep, but inwardly there are a wolf. Now there are some that attend the services that may be, that may have received the Lord. But they're still walking in their carnal ways. They're still quite carnal. And when you're carnal, that means you're fleshly. That means you're going to try to bite and devour everybody around you. Now, how do you know if you're one of these or not? Well, let me. The Lord Jesus explains it. He explains it. Now, in this bowl here, I have fruit. And I also have some grapes. Would anybody care for a grape? If you care for a grape and you're bold enough, come on up one person and get a grape. But before you come, you may want to wear protective gloves. You may want to wear protective gloves to guard you against being hurt as you get the grape. Because as you know, grapes have thorns on them, don't they? Let's see. Go on up. 
Are there are you experiencing pain right now as you get the grape? No. Are you? No. Are there any thorns or those grapes? No. Thank you. Now, these verses, again, talks about the wolf in sheep's clothing. He says, do men gather grapes of thorns? Meaning, if I come to you for fruit, if I come to you for life, and if when I touch you, it hurts me, if I experience pain as I'm getting fruit from you, you're a wolf. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You have the appearance of I'm going to bless you. But every time I try to get to you, I'm having second thoughts because I know that my interaction with you is going to cause me pain. So I back up from you. Meaning it's not worth me getting nutrients from you getting hurt. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We got a lot of folk that say that they're Christians, but they have fruit, yes, but there are thorns with them. And Jesus said, you're a wolf. We have identified you. You're a fake and a fraud. I hope you're hearing what's being said. If I cannot get to the fruit in your life without pain, you're a wolf. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The Lord said, no. He said, do men... Gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? No, they don't. Meaning that with a sheep, a child of God, it's just like that. A child can go forth and pluck it and eat it. No pain. No pain. That's good. Are you with me? He goes on to say, he said, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. You can't, it says, the Lord said, good trees will not produce bad fruit. I don't care how much a person yells and shouts and, and some of us look to people like the RCA dog on a commercial. Ooh. We don't understand. I hear what you are saying. I see what you are doing, but your fruit is rotten. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Wolf. They are not ordained of God. Wolf. Now, they may in fact have received the Lord possibly, but they are fleshly and carnal. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The Lord said, beware of them. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, said, beware of those. Beware of those examples. Beware of those. The Lord said, you are salt and you are light. He said that you are ambassadors. You have the ministry of reconciliation. But listen, you will never win people to the Lord until you first win them to you. What makes you think that they're going to like your Jesus when they can't stand you? If they can't stand you, they're not going to listen to what you say. Now, that also does not mean that we have to go around with a smile on our face and laughing all the time. Because the only people that have a smile and laugh all the time are those that are in the, uh, those that are in the insane asylum. 
Real people go through stuff, but we don't go through stuff all the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? No. He called us to be examples, and I'm going to have to get on this too. Proverbs 15, 18. I was about to let you go, but oh well. Proverbs Proverbs 15, verse number 18. Let me read this to you out of the New Living Translation. I like the way it reads. It says, a hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. If we are always hot-tempered, you're ready to go off at the slightest drop. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. People will quote, well, Jesus got mad and he whipped the people out of the temple, so I ought to get mad. The Lord's anger produced righteousness. What is your anger producing? A lot of hurt feelings and bitterness. So don't quote that scripture. James 1 verse 20, a New Living Translation says, Human, James 1 and 20 says, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. It doesn't. There is a time when God comes upon his people and his people get mad. And it produces something that God wants. Ask, ask uh, King Saul. Well, you know, when he went before into this first battle, just ask Samson, righteous anger. Ask Paul as he confronted Peter. There is a righteous anger when the Spirit of God comes on you and you see an injustice and you go and confront it that the will of God may be done. But not that you're going to give somebody a holy finger because they cut you off. I pray you're hearing this. I'm going to give you two more and we're going to close out. The Bible says in Galatians, the fifth chapter, and I want to show, I got to show you this. It's still early, well before 12. Galatians, the fifth chapter, in verse number 18. I'm going to read this to you also out of the New Living Translation. You've got to hear this. We're casting these demons down tonight in Jesus' name. Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse number 18. It says, But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, that's that old wolf howling. Can you hear him? That old wolf is howling. You got to kill the wolf. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature... The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, and listen, hostility is in the list. Quarreling, that is constantly fighting against one another, arguments is in the list. Jealousy, outbursts of anger. Is in the list. Selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Listen, let me tell you again, as his word says, let me tell you again, as I have before, 
that anyone living that sort of life will not enter the kingdom of God. Let me read those again. Hostility, quarreling, outburst of anger will not inherit the kingdom of God. If that is your lifestyle, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. I hope you're hearing me. But the fruit of the Spirit produces this. Produces this kind of fruit. Love. Ah, joy. Ah, peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control. This is who you actually are. The other stuff does not belong in you. And the Bible says in Romans 8 chapter, verse number 12, 13, and 14, it reads, Therefore, uh, King James, therefore, brethren, ye are debt, we are debtor not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Verse 13, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. There it is again. You have to mortify or kill the deeds of the flesh, kill the wolf with the Spirit of God. You have to cry out to him, Lord, change me. Take this wolf out of me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because if you continue in this, you will die. There will be a death of something. And last, 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter talking about destructive behaviors. Say Corinthians 6 chapter verses 8, 9, and 10. It says, instead, this is our New Living Translation again, says, instead, you yourselves are the ones who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believers. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Read that again. It's verse number 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. That word abusive means using or containing or characterized by harshly insulting language, treating others badly. Can you hear what we're saying? If we live a lifestyle where we're always abusive to others, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And those that call themselves Christians, but are always abusive, they're always harsh, they have a lifestyle of, of um, hostility and, and quarreling and jealousy and, um, and outbursts of, of rage and anger. Guess what? You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. That's not what I said, but that's what the book says. 
And I'm crying out to you, just like that mother at the sliding door, telling you, come in the house quickly. Come away from that. The danger is real. And some of us are pinning on it and pinning on it when it has intentions of devouring you. And I'm trying my best by the Spirit of God to pull you away from that before it is too late. Before it's too late. Please hear. Before it's too late. Because every time we indulge in that, we open a door for the enemy to come in. We open a door for the enemy to come in. There was a dear brother who didn't heed. He laughed it off when the Lord gave me a word to give him. I feel for that brother. He thought to himself, I was just some quack. But the very next day after the Lord said, you're about to suffer loss, the very next day his sister died. God was trying to prepare him, but he would not heed the word. He wouldn't heed the word, and there was nothing else that I could do. I'm telling you, judgment is here. That is, here's your chance for promotion. Don't blow it. Neither, neither should you go back home and say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. All you're doing is trying to do something in your own power, and that hasn't worked for you yet. What you should do is cry out to the Spirit of God and ask Him to mortify or kill the wolf in you. Let Him do it. Cry out to Him. Put your attention on Him and not on yourself. You see, that's been the problem, hasn't it? When we've said yes to stuff we should not have said yes to because our attention was on us. Now put your attention on Him. Don't worry about the stuff you do. Just keep looking to Him. And He'll clean up the messes that you've made. I pray you've heard the Word of God tonight. We're done in Jesus' name. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that you are blessed by today's message and that you are richly encouraged. On behalf of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we would like to invite you out to Sunday Morning Sunday School. It starts at 9 a.m. Sunday Morning Worship starts at 10. Come expecting a miracle. Wednesday night is dinner and Bible study. And dinner starts at 6.15 with Bible study starting at 7. All are welcome. Come out and enjoy the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of His precious Spirit. Kingdom Rock is located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometimes. To learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 770-537-1933. That number again, 770-537-1933. Or just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. We'll be glad to hear from you. And if you'd like to partner with me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world, just let us know because partnership has its advantages. Until next time, this has been Pastor Mark A. Stroud. And I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Tune in again for the rich word of the Lord. Always remember that Jesus Christ is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. At 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia.